Hey everyone, yesterday was a holiday for me, so today we're going to be looking at Acts 19 and 20, and it really centers around this city of Ephesus, the city that if you remember in the last chapter was started by Paul kind of on accident. He was only there for a few weeks uh, versus having spent a lot of time in Corinth. Now, it happens that on his third missionary journey, and if you look up a map for it, it kind of helps uh, helps me, especially in these two chapters where things are going to move pretty quickly, that Apollos, the leader of that Ephesian church, he's in Corinth for a little while. And so Paul ends up in Corinth, or in Ephesus, and he notices that while they do proclaim uh, the name of Jesus, and we saw that Apollos truly believed, they have not received the Holy Spirit. And so he's like, well, what's going on? Um, and so he lays his hand on them. They receive the Holy Spirit. And there are about, in verse 7, 12 men in all. Uh, so Paul and about 12 men, we presume, right, other women as uh, were there, that they are so uh, dissuaded from speaking in the synagogue that they actually end up going to the Hall of Tyrannus, uh, to where the Greek philosophers were. <clears throat> and they're speaking in such power that they're casting out demons and doing all these things. And I love this story of the sons of Sceva, right? That they thought they could use the name of Jesus uh, to just cast out demons, even though they didn't actually believe. And the demons respond to them, right? Jesus, I know, Paul, I recognize, but who are you? Now, I think what we're seeing here is the realities of the church now in action in the world. You know, so far, the churches that have been planted, they're not very large, um, and uh, Ephesian church is going to be one of the first churches to really, really, really grow um, in a powerful way. And so we see here them being put at odds with the local economy, that this riot in Ephesus in verse 21 is going to be really about wealth. Um, it's not really about religion anymore, that the growth of the church is going to disrupt the economy. And I think that that is something that we in America often forget because we assume that the church will supplement the economy. But in many ways, if the church is really doing what it is meant to do, helping the poor and the sick and the lame, and casting out the evils uh, that are around us, corruption and greed, that people aren't going to like that. That's going to disrupt others' pocketbooks. And I think that we have to really be comfortable with that and understand uh, even what this town clerk understood, that if this goddess is really a goddess, she'll defend herself. Um, <clears throat> now, if we move to Acts chapter 20, and there's, again, a whole much more that we can look at, uh, Paul is going to continue his missionary journey. And one of the things that I think is interesting here, you know, is we often say Paul's first, second, third missionary journeys. Uh, but really, his second missionary journey was just an extension of the first, and his third is really revisiting the cities that he's been to. And I think that, you know, when we think about missions work, that sometimes we forget about, uh, we're always wanting to go to new places and go to farther places. And sometimes missionary work means revisiting the places that we have already been and strengthening them. And we see that here, them being strengthened not only in the number of people that are now uh, coming um, in verses uh, four and five, uh, we see more and more people kind of coming into this region um, of, of Ephesus and of Philippi, Thessalonica, Thessalonica, Paul leaving people there. Uh, but then um, him speaking 
to the Ephesian church. Uh, and this, he knows that this is going to be the last time. And it is funny, right? This church that he thought was, he was only going to be there for a few weeks. He ends up being there for three years and it ends up being the place that there really is a lot of growth. And, you know, I just, for me today, I think it is an encouragement sometimes to not just think about where is God leading us that is new, but maybe where is God returning us to? The people, the places, the ministries that maybe you have not been a part of for a while, uh, and God wants to return you to those. But as well, the realities of the church in that it won't always be about Paul, and it won't always be about us. That Paul understands, I'm going to leave, and you are going to face challenges, verse 29 and 30, which you know we could talk at length about those verses. But... I think more importantly for today, right, that verse 28, be careful to yourselves and to all the flock into which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Every single one of us, if we are believers, is being called to be a part of shepherding the flock. Now, yes, there will be head pastors and preachers and leaders um, of higher positions than us sometimes in the church, but it doesn't mean that we do not also have a role to play. And I think that that is something that we have to bear in mind that, you know, as much as we want to follow uh, and we should be following good leaders and um, people who are themselves following the word of God, we ourselves have to. And because whether that just be, whether that be your um, small group that you lead, whether that be a small group that you're a part of, whether that be your children, your wife or your husband, whether that be your neighbors, um, God is really placing us, he's growing us in order that we can grow others. And I hope that that's something that we can look out for today and remember uh, that this is how Jesus works um, in his building of the church.